You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. If you have a pet, you know it's part of your family. Chances are pretty good, right? But you also know how hard it is to capture their spirit in a photo because, gosh darn it, they're worse than kids are always moving around. <laughs> and let's just be honest, you know, the, the best moments probably happen when you don't have your camera ready to roll, right? But you know what? How awesome would it be to turn a treasured glimpse of one of your favorite family members into a keepsake? Well, our next guest on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, well, that's part of her wheelhouse, right? Pet Portraits by Bethany can help you slow down that motion and capture your awesome furry little BFF forever. Artist and friend Bethany Salisbury, well, heck, she's also a runner, or it would make absolutely no sense for her to be on this show. (laughs) The former VP of the Charlotte Running Club joins us today to talk about life as an artist, a runner, and now a fine arts graduate student. Welcome, Bethany Salisbury, my friend. How have you been? Good, good. Uh, thank you for having me. It's the exciting, exciting year um, coming back to school kind of as a later in life graduate student, um, but very rewarding. Right. Well, I mean, like, I, I can't remember what precipitated the ask, but I saw some something that you had done. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have not spoken to Bethany in. <laughs> I mean, it's, it has been a minute, as the kids say, and not just because of the COVID. So I'll own the fact that I haven't. <laughs> haven't made a reach in a while but it's like but hey you know what like the saying goes best time to start something was yesterday second best time is today so I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on the show here today Tim is out on assignment for those of you who are paying close enough attention to the darn intro that says Tim is also here well, clearly he's not but it is uh Bethany and myself here and Bethany let's 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 jump right into this thing pets are not the only thing you do uh you do an, a, a, a wide uh, array of artwork uh but let me start with this one how did you get into the artistic thing? Sure. Um, I guess from the time I was really little and playing with mm-hmm. crayons, um, I was always drawing. And I was lucky enough to have a family that was really supportive of that. And mm-hmm. uh, the risk of me going to school for an arts career, as opposed to you know science or tech or something, maybe a little safer. Um, so I went to college for for illustration. I double majored and did graphic design. So I did get a little bit of that practical um, aspect of it. And I'd always been drawing animals um, when I graduated from um, ECU in two thousand nine with my bachelor's of fine arts. Um, I worked in graphic design, did some illustration, but after a couple years, I started kind of on the side uh, painting my own pets because I realized, well, I love these guys so much. I want to just look at them all the time. So, so I painted them and someone was sort of said to me, well, would you do that for me? Um, and I said, sure. Um, and then I had more asks and I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of need to charge something because, you know, artists are, are working too. Um, and I started a little sure. shop. And it sort of took off. And within about a half year, I quit my my day job and started selling pet portraits for a living and did that for almost a decade. <laughs> wow, right on. Holy cow. I, I, I did not know that you'd been doing it for that long. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. Now, 
before we launch into the running piece, now you're back in school, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, so I am. talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I'm at school at Winthrop University mm -hmm. um, here in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I still live in Charlotte, uh, Matthews right on the edge, but mm -hmm. I commute every single day, um, seven days a week uh, right now, a lot of the time because <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Um, yeah, so I kind of decided, um, you know, after doing the pet portraits for so long, um, it can get a little lonely, you know, being a solo artist working from home without input from other artists. Um, it was fulfilling, but um, especially the last three years is uh, my kind of running quote unquote career and um, the community there as I was having issues um, in that facet of my life and couldn't rely on running to be this kind of mental and social prop, um, I realized I probably needed to maybe get back to working with other people. And um, in running, I loved organizing the running groups. I loved volunteering. I loved organizing events um, and helping people. So I wanted to either go back to teach in some way, or, you know, I thought about going back for physical therapy because I felt like I had become a, an amateur physical therapist trying to fix <laughs> over the last three years, right. um, but I've been in school forever. Um, and yeah. I thought about coming back for my master's um, years ago. Um, so I applied to some programs and got accepted to Winthrop and came mm -hmm. back here and just really want to help people um, and spread a message um, and also eventually teach um, at the graduate, you know, college level. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the, the reasoning behind, behind that. I'm very yeah. happy with it. <laughs> now, and, and I don't... I Obviously, it's it's out there, so I don't feel as though I'm prying when I ask this. It's like you 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 make a you you make a point in your conversation about your art that you know about mental health, right? Yes. And, and 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 it it is a topic now that because of you know well, heck because of the last two years and because yeah. of many you know quote unquote famous people <laughs> who have who have been willing to you know out themselves, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and the time is right, right, to to kind of to open the door a little bit further on that. And and you're you're doing that yourself, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so my work focuses on uh, the many layers of mental health mm -hmm. and how we express and explore that inner narrative through yeah. non-human signifiers, such as animal and plant symbols. So that's sort of the very specific. Um, but my work at a macro level is about mental health and um, not just specific mental illnesses, but the very many different layers and different aspects that goes into that, you know, that we're not just one diagnosis, but a lot of things come into mm -hmm. play, whether it's your history, whether it's your nutrition and your exercise, whether it's the society you find yourself in um, or your biological and chemical kind of predestination <laughs> factor sure. going yeah. on there. So, so yeah, so my, my work deals heavily in that. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, I think a lot of people come into running and endurance sport um, mm -hmm. as a way to deal with mental health issues, trauma, um, chronic stress. So I think there's an interesting overlap there. Oh, without and, a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I think the only silver lining about COVID really has been that it's seemed to open up these conversations a little bit mm -hmm. more and make it a bit more acceptable to, to talk about these things. Um, but it's something that's affected my entire life as someone that's 
um, struggle with various mental health issues. Um, and so to me, if I can in some way through my art, create more dialogue about that, maybe make someone feel more seen, um, I couldn't think of a better purpose in my life um, than to do that. So that's what I'm trying sure. to my own little way <laughs> no 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 I, it's like you know and as we talk about you know timing is everything right timing is everything and as you touched on you know a lot of folks have come to you know particularly distance running and long distance running as a way to you know escape manage deal with overcome yeah. you know all those things uh and, and and even at the at the at the you know everyday casual you know running outlet i mean people will tell you it's like you know hey man it is you know it's cheaper than therapy so to speak yeah. because it is but you know and, and in some yeah. cases probably not but <laughs> but, but it's like but right exactly but if it is a coping mechanism and folks could you know it doesn't have to be their only one right you don't have to be you know have to have an mfa you know to explore your creative side right yeah in through so, art right yep it's a great way um you know art therapy is a thing mm -hmm. for a reason um i think even if you don't feel like you're an artist um, finding mm -hmm. some sort of creative outlet is exactly very helpful for mental health and stress levels um and as you said you know the the quote like running is my therapy which yeah. I, I think about a lot you know and it's running is so helpful and exercise is so incredibly important. Um, but you know, it can't be your only thing or your only, you know, your therapy. I know I fell into the, the pit of that for sure. And then when you lose running, um, or you're not able to do it to the level you once were, right. you really need that. So I think for me, obviously a combination of therapy and medications and, um, exercise, but also art, um, is a great kind of way to, to help yourself, I feel like. So I think everybody, even if it's, or not even, but you know, it might be music, you know, some people are more musically inclined. Sure. I love music, but I'm really, really bad at playing it. So that's not <laughs> mine. Uh, mine's more drawing, printmaking, painting. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really good thing for people to get into, I think. Yeah, and then did you have an, you know, an aha or a light bulb moment when you said, yeah, this is my path or is it just something that kind of you know organically happened and you were like and you just woke up one day and we're like oh crap i'm on the right space at the right time <laughs> yeah i i think um you know obviously i'd been on the art path for a while uh, but i think i kind of tuned out a little bit with the pep portraits which were very fulfilling to me mm -hmm. because it brings joy to people yeah. um but I started making work that was a little bit more personal. I think it was after several years of just really struggling with um, uh, severe depressive episodes and extreme anxiety and not having running anymore um, and trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I eventually figured out I have a metabolic um, uh, disorder, um, which, you know, everything finally clicked after doing that. But after spending all my time um, seeing all the doctors, you know, trying to figure it out. Uh, I was just like, man, what did I used to do that made me feel good before running? And I was like, well, you used to paint for fun. And I just stopped doing that because I painted, I painted almost 3000 pet portraits since 2000. Oh my gosh, that is a lot of, that is a lot of critters. <laughs> yeah. So, so it kind of becomes like your, your job. Yeah. Um, so I just started like 
painting kind of for myself and um, trying to express the things that I was feeling and thinking about. Um, and then I think that maybe was the clicky moment. Um, you know, I finished a piece um, where I was kind of trying to explore my own feeling on um, some issues with my polycystic ovarian syndrome and some of the the ways I was feeling physically and mentally. And then when I was done with it, I kind of looked at it and I shared it and talked about it with someone. And I think that was kind of the clicking moment. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this helped me. And then I was able to talk with someone about it. And then they were like, oh, I, I'm interested in that. Um, and then I just started making more. And then I was like, well, I want to pursue this um, and be able to talk about it more and bring it into an academic space. Um, and then, yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah, let's apply to school again at 35 and go back to grad school. Ah, hey, like I said earlier, <laughs> second best time is today, right? So yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, well, the, and let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. And if this is too hot, you can say, uh, but, but, treating oneself if you will through running right yeah. is not nearly as personal as putting it all out there for the rest of the world to see whether it be through music or art or whatever talk to me a little bit about that yeah i think um running you know it's more um you're helping yourself and uh -huh. a little bit more internalized um so someone on the outside looking in could maybe not know what you're dealing with. They might mm -hmm. be like, well, they're running a lot. Um, you know enough. <laughs> they must have a lot of kids. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know a lot of people were probably like, God, she's running a lot. What's, what's her deal? She's got something that she's dealing with, which I want, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. traumas and issues. Um, but I think when you express it through art, even if it's not like a super didactic piece where it's pretty obvious what this piece is trying to say or symbolize, um, you're sharing it with the world and you're bringing someone else into your own personal space. So you're exposing yourself and making yourself vulnerable for sure, um, which can be almost therapeutic in and of itself. But then I think you, you also have that aspect of maybe you're helping someone else or, um, yeah making someone else think, think about their own, their own mental health or mm -hmm. their own inner narrative. I don't know. Did that answer it? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that was, like I said, that was a, you know, <laughs> that, was a, that was a deep thoughts item yeah. right there. So, so, so let me bring that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the 301 class right there. <laughs> so, so related to that and putting it all out there has, Anyone ever come up to you after seeing some of your work and said, hey, girl, that really hit me. I'm picking up what you're putting down or that struck me in such a way that made me think blank. And you were like, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Or just the flip of that. And you said, dang, I never thought about it like that. But right on. Yeah, I mean, I'd say probably all of the above. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> but I think the ones that most stick with me are, um, you know, of course, related to, into social media, because that's how a lot of us share our art, especially sure, during sure, the yeah. several years. Um, having someone, you know, private message or DM or text me if they know me and just say, mm -hmm. hey, wow, like you actually kind of visually represented what I was feeling. Um, so for example, cool. I did a piece um, last semester 
that was my first performance art piece and video piece, which I hadn't done before. Uh-huh. Um, it also involved sculpture. So I really wanted to visualize the feeling of kind of being sort of a trapped in your body. Um, so combination of dealing with feelings with my eating disorder issues uh-huh. and also with limited mobility from polycystic, but making it sort of abstract enough that anybody could put themselves in that place. So um, the piece was I think 24 sculptural steel welded triangles and it was in a very small like kind of box and they're all coming down. I have some in this room, which you won't see because it's a podcast, but you right, can- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so just so tight you can barely move and all these points just like oppressing your body. Um, and I did a two and a half hour performance where I I moved through these these pieces and just kind of expressing sort of navigating in like a body that feels different um, or doesn't feel quite like your own. Um, And then afterwards, kind of painting these black points white to sort of erase them, but because they're a physical object, they can't be erased. So this is sort of like, you know, you have this trauma, you have this anxiety, you can try and treat it and cover it up, but it's always, it's always there in some aspect. Um, so I, I did that. Um, I edited the videos, my <laughs> new rudimentary video editing skills. Um, <laughs> and I shared it and I was just overwhelmed with the response that I got from something that was personal, but, you know, yeah. stylized in a way. Um, and, and that was so meaningful to me that so many people messaged me and said uh, like you know obviously I'm not naming names of course but you know some people (laughs) said oh my gosh like you know I dealt with an eating disorder and like that that visualized something that I wasn't able to say and that that was just like you know me tearing up so that is cool That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Like that a lot. That's awesome. Um now Clearly, as someone who's, who's, you know, heck, you were on the darn board and served as the VP for the running club for the longest time and found value in, you know, in, in that giving back piece uh, for something yeah. that had done something for you. So I, I, I totally dig how, you know, what you're doing now with your art and how you're trying to, you know, do that same thing through a different medium. I, I can I can math that. I can see how those things go together. <laughs> now, now, do do you still have the time uh, and the uh, capacity and the, I guess, and the health as well uh, to stay physical, physically active? Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, I won't go all into it because, you know, it's been a, an interesting <laughs> struggle. Um, I, you know, I, I go through periods of frustration and anger about yeah. it because I've mm-hmm. worked you know, very hard. So if anything, I can pat myself on the back for like putting in the time. Yeah. I have a 40 minute commute. I still wake up early. I, you know, right now I'm, I'm running like 35 miles a week, which to be honest, I'm thrilled with, um, because Great. I'm glad to be yeah. running it all. Um, so I run for my classes. Some days when I have like an 8 a.m. class, I literally yeah. run for my studio and then run back in here and then just like wipe my body off, <laughs> you know? And I, I do so much strength and PT yeah. in order to be able to run um, yeah. and, you know, do all, all the extra time for all the warm ups and all that fun stuff. So yeah. it's so essential to me because I, I really do 
need it um, in order for sure. my brain to function function well yeah. and be creative. So for me, getting up early, going for a run, even though I'm not racing anymore, mm-hmm. and I foresee that um, in my future, mm-hmm. um, doing that, and then still running with some of my friends because that's even though I get frustrated with running, um, it's still like one of my favorite feelings in the whole world is just going running with a friend and, and talking. And then that's just that, yeah. that therapeutic mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling that you get. So yes, yeah, so I am. So I am for, for now. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Good for Thanks. you. All right. Well, if, if one cannot find you at the uh, MFA department uh, <laughs> at school or one cannot find you on your morning runs, where can one find you and see the work that you're doing nowadays? Sure. Um, so my website for my current and fine artwork is bethanysalsbury.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at bethanysalsburyart. Um, if you want to see my pet portrait work, that's petportraitsbybethany.com and petportraitsbybethany on Instagram. So my pet portraits are on hiatus right now until the summer because yeah. I'm working seven days a week, you know, 6 a.m. There you go, right? And so I don't yep. have time for it, but um, please check it out. And, you know, in the future, I'll probably go back to doing some of those in between my other art stuff. So <laughs> right on. Good for you. And for those of you who are listening to this and not watching it because there's nothing to watch it's bethany with a y and salisbury oh, like yes. the town so there you go <laughs> so you, no right? tricky spellings there it's <laughs> just assume no, no everybody knows how to spell my name <laughs> hey well in case somebody was gonna say is there any there's is, is there an r in there yes there is as a matter of fact what are you talking about so it's like yeah come. <laughs> regular spelling on both of those so bethany salisbury you can find her you know and heck we'll have it in the show notes as well so you'll see it and you'll figure it out. So Bethany, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on the show today. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on and we really appreciate the time and appreciate you putting yourself out there, right? That's awesome. Good for you, friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And everyone enjoy running and art and keep mentally healthy. (laughs) Right on, friend. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.